What is up, everyone? My name is Brandon First, aka First Report, representing the ESBC Podcast Network. It is August 23rd, 2020, Sunday to be exact, and it is time to talk baseball and more specifically Southern California, the region that is Southern California for baseball, the three Major League Baseball teams in the area, myself, a huge Padre fan. Um, and my co-host, Brianna Winter, a huge Angel fan, and we both kind of tackle the Dodgers, who we absolutely um, despise, but we do our duty for all of you. Um, and it is time to introduce my co-host, Miss Brianna Winter, uh, definitely the biggest Angel fan I know. Um, it's been, it's been a, a bit of a rough run, but she's, uh, she's, she's fighting through. How are you doing today, Brianna? Uh, it's been a rough year. Yeah. Angels at this point, and it's only they've only played 29 games. It, it's been a rough year, <laughs> but no. other than good. <laughs> yeah, other than that, other than that, it's great. But yeah, you know, um, I, I talked about it last week, uh, or on the last podcast, the first podcast, uh, of course, this is one of two podcasts that we do drop on Sundays. So if you are listening to this one at a later date and trying to find the one about whole Major League Baseball, that is a separate one. But, anyways, it's a uh. A, a tale of two teams at the moment, obviously myself, the Padres and Brianna, the Angels um, in a bit of a funk. Padres, the opposite, probably the hottest team in baseball. But I will get to that in a bit. But for now, let's step into the winner's circle where um, Brianna is the winner in this situation. Unfortunately, the Angels haven't been a t- haven't been visiting the winner's circle um, metaphorically or literally lately but we step into the winner's circle and luckily after last week or two weeks ago i was admitted in security lets me in so it's really nice in here um hope you all enjoy the winner's circle as brianna gives us what went down with the angels this past week well first i would not call your padres the hottest team in baseball right now <laughs> really i mean if you look like you guys do not have the best record obviously you guys are competing with the dodgers but there have been teams that have gone like nine and one in the last 10 games like we mentioned in the last podcast who has the most wins in a row at the moment san diego padres seven in a row yeah you guys are winning on grand slams hey you know is uh, i actually got a text from my buddy uh, when machado hit the two 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 run home run today he goes doesn't he know he's not allowed to do that unless the bases are loaded but anyways <laughs> uh so we'll talk about that later yes we will oh yes we will but okay so that is definitely up for debate but how about one of the hottest teams in baseball the san diego Padres? that works for me perfect all right and obviously the angels are not one of them <laughs> um obviously the angels are nine and 20 after today's game unfortunately itvs suck for the angels they have only won one of five and Today was one of those losses. God, they cannot get their base runners to move over. Um, obviously, this week they faced the Giants and the A's. Thankfully, the last time they were playing, they're playing the A's this season. Thank God. Um, that was the third time this year that they've played them in the short month. Um, against the Giants, they went one and three in four game series. I thought that they were going to take the series. That did not happen. Um, I thought either way, I thought they were going to win one against the A's and that happened to be yesterday and it worked for me. Um, obviously, Simmons came back for the first time since opening weekend on Friday. And the only team he has played this season has been the A's because he got injured literally the end of the first series. Um, he went two for four on Friday and two for five today. 
um, Rendon has had 13 straight games with a hit after today, which is a good thing because he sucked in the beginning after coming back from his injury. Um, Trout has been struggling since that series with the Dodgers last week that I would love to forget, but they've got one more against them at the end of the season. And he's only had one home run since. But speaking on that, people have been throwing at his head. Um, the Giants, the Giants, um, they hit threw two at it toward his head and the same at bat. And then that wasn't even the only one. They threw one more at his head, I think, earlier in the series. Obviously, Madden was livid. And speaking of Madden, I know I think you want to say something on this. Um, he got ejected at the bottom of the sixth inning today uh, because he was arguing that I forgot who was, on, who was up to bat, but he had actually gone through his swing twice, and the umpires kept saying he didn't. I know you want to say something about this umpire. Well, I, I, I was just wondering because, you know, when it happened, when Madden got ejected, you, you had let, let, uh, let me know. And then, you know, I was watching the Padre game. Padre game wraps up, and, you know, I check on the Angels going to the 10th inning. Um, and it's kind of for the first time all season, I kind of, it dawned on me like, oh, so I wonder what type of strategy is going along right now. Now, more than likely, Joe Madden is down in the clubhouse, and whoever is the bench coach or whoever took over, I don't know, um, can just go down and what, what do you want to do here, Joe? But, you know, maybe would it have been handled differently? And mainly what I'm talking about is, and I don't know if it would have mattered, um, but bottom of the 10th, um, the Angels, unfortunately, don't move their runner over. So the international tie break puts um, a pinch runner, I don't know his name, ended up being on second base. Base hit for Chapman, um, hit really hard, and there's still nobody out. So they hold the runner at third. That's the winning run at third. Normally, um, not all the time, but generally, you, you would expect the next batter to be walked to load the bases so that you, have an, you can throw the runner out at home um, on a ground ball uh, situation with the infield in. I was just wondering if maybe possibly the fact that Joe Madden wasn't there um, maybe messed with the strategy. Uh, just, just throwing it out because um, it really is the first time that, you know, these extra inning games always have strategy, but this new strategy of like, uh-oh, what happens if your manager gets, you know, tossed? Just wondering if that was something maybe you um, thought affected the end of the game. They have not done well with ITBs. They were going to lose anyway. Yeah. Uh, like, sorry, but that's just the hard truth. Um, obviously, Adele, I don't think he should be the runner, to be honest, after what I just saw today. Um, but Buttry had a blister on his, th on his finger, which I think may have contributed to what happened with the pitching. But I think with Madden, um, they took out Bundy not long after. So I don't think it would have made a difference. Obviously, the A's are the top team in the AL West, so they're already a tough team to beat. And when you've lost to them like three times in ITBs or two times already in ITBs going into your third, you're not coming on top of it if you haven't been able to figure out a strategy. And, and you know, so swing it first pitch. Something else just popped into my head, um, you know, going back to opening night, maybe in a 10th inning. Don't want to load the bases against the A's. Sorry, too soon. It just popped into my head. Sorry. I, that's why I should have just kept quiet. I should have just kept that one quiet. Sorry. I want that one back. <laughs> but, I could kick you out of the winner's circle so fast. <laughs> yeah. uh, here comes security, folks. Security. My week's stay has 
is now done. <laughs> me and my big mouth have got me kicked out of the winner's circle. Sure, you'll <laughs> be back next week. But yeah, they, and Olsen what happened to be that final out too in the ninth inning. But they had put in a pinch runner. No matter what, they were going to lose. Like, thank God it wasn't in a grand slam like the opening night. Still can't believe they gave up a grand slam to walk off on opening night. Um, thank, but thankfully, we are done with the A's. But I figured you had something to say about Lance Barrett. Yeah, you know, for me, um, Lance Barrett, if you don't know who Lance Barrett is, Google him, and I, there are going to be 80% of you that go, oh. Because he's a guy that is, you know his face. I know his face immediately. He, he literally, he looks like a, like the villain from like a, a, like a kid's movie. He just has those really, you know, features and, and the white hair. He's, and um, he has by far the quickest um, trigger or, or temper, however you want to call it. In terms of, he's, he instigates a lot of things. A lot of umpires will let you chirp for a couple seconds. And then if you're done, it's all good. He will take his mask off and start walking towards the dugout in certain situations. Personally, I think umpires need to be bigger than that. Now, look, if it's been going on for seven straight innings, okay. But that's not, that's, a, that's not what happens with Lance Barrett. So it was just interesting that, you know, Josh had tagged us and it was Lance Barrett who had thrown him out. It's like, oh, okay, then it probably was just Joe Madden just being like, oh, come on, man. And then that was it. I mean, he has a very, very quick trigger. And to be fair, he's, I mean, none of these umpires have been very good. Um, He's a habitually, he, he, when you're throwing guys out a lot, it probably means you're not very good at what you do. I mean, to be fair, you're not supposed to be arguing balls and strikes, but I mean, I think Madden was just wanting an explanation and he got thrown out. I think, I believe that was the first time this season he's been thrown out. Obviously, it's his first season as an Angel coach since, like, early 2000s. But he knows the organization well. Obviously, he wants what's best for his team, so it was better him than anybody else. Better him than his pitcher. Oh, yeah. Say. Every better manager will do that. Better too. him than Bundy. But when he left, it be, the game became tied at the bottom of the sixth. And obviously, they lost an extra, but they were up 4-2 to two prior to that inning, which hurt. But obviously, A's are just dominant this year. Thankfully, it's not the Astros. Unfortunately, I get them this week. Um, But going into the trade talk, obviously, we talked about it in the last podcast a little bit. Um, Fletcher is in very high demand. I really do not want him to leave. But obviously, other people that are um, on top for that, for the Angels, would be Bundy, Listella, and Goodwin, who are the most marketable pieces aside from Fletcher. But obviously, according to a lot of articles, Angels are clear sellers. They need pitching. They need pitching a lot. Their bullpen sucks. And since Otani is no longer able to pitch this year, that just puts another damper on things. But he's been doing well as a DH, so I'll give him that. At least he's focusing on one thing, and he got his batting average up. But I really do not want to see Fletcher leave. He is the leadoff hitter. He has done well defensively for the Angels. He, at the beginning of the season, he had hit in every single game, I think up until like two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago. But please don't get rid of Fletcher, please. I'm begging you, please. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to see Trout go either, but please don't get rid of Fletcher. Oh, yeah. Well, and 
if they trade Mike Trout, that place that that would be a another protest in itself. But um, the city would Fletcher, be protesting. <laughs> I was incredibly surprised to see Fletcher's name brought up. Um, I think he's a piece of that team that because I mean I don't think they're terribly far away. Uh, I think they have the pieces in the lineup now. Obviously, like you said, they need pitching. It, it seems maybe a little counterintuitive to trade a guy like Fletcher to for young pitching that, oh, two or three years, the pitching will be good. But, but you still lose, it, lose a bat like Fletcher. Um, You're still going to lose the season. <laughs> exactly. Well, and, and, and then you brought up La Stella. Um, I think Dylan Bundy is – there's going to be a team that's going to overpay for Dylan Bundy. Um, and to be fair, I mean, I know um, Angel fans – you know, maybe one of your best pitchers at the moment, but in the long run, if a team's going to come in and give you a, their organizational top five prospect, that's probably something you can live with. Um, but obviously Fletcher, I, I've, I'm very surprised um, at how easy he fits. Like you said, he's that leadoff hitter. I think he takes a bit of pressure off Trout. Trout doesn't have to be the leadoff guy or, you know, it, he can kind of find, I, I don't know where if they bat him two or three, um, Trout, that is three. Um, but I know Fletcher is a definitely more of a lead, a quintessential leadoff man. Be very, very odd to see the Angels, unless they get a, you know, kind of, I don't know if you remember the you Darvish. Yeah, like the you, If they get well, somebody like you, Darvish. Yeah, if you, could, if you could get a top notch pitcher, then yes, definitely. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't see the Angels um, picking, because the hardest part with the Angels is you know, being behind four teams, you know, because you can kind of look and be like, oh, they're only X number of games out of a playoff spot because technically they are, but it's the teams they have to get over, not so much the games, Um, but it's going to be interesting. And look, we'll have a lot clearer picture this time next week when we do this podcast, um, as we will essentially be on the eve of the trade deadline as it is next Monday that the trade deadline rolls around. If they were playing teams across the country like normal, they probably would have been fine. But the West is one of the hardest, like, parts of the U.S. to play against. Like, you've got the Dodgers. Obviously, the Giants aren't that well. But you've got the Padres. You've got Houston. You've got Colorado where you have to go into elevation. Like, you've got these teams that you can be on one day, but if you are off, they're going to take advantage. 100%. And then their top three, their first three in the, in the lineup, Fletcher, Listella, Trout. Ooh, Listella's also there. Correct. So you don't really want to lose one of your top three. Yeah. But if you lose two, you're screwed. <laughs> Do not get rid of both. If you, get, if you can't, just get rid of one. But I don't want Fletcher to go. But just please, please, I'm begging. <laughs> and, and another thing, too, like maybe show Mike Trout. You know, I mean, going out and getting Otani and getting Rendon, it's definitely showing that they're working towards that. But, you know, a Fletcher, is it really necessary to get rid of him in the middle of this? Like, I don't think so. I, I think team it is, kind of show it's a, it's a bat against Trout. Like, Trout deserves to be in the playoffs. He's a, played three playoff games in his career. A team is nothing without pitching, though. Yeah. That's the hard part about it. They're nothing without pitching. See, my thing is, though, I don't, when know, they're on. I don't know if the Angels are going to get pitching because of how many teams that actually need it. Like how, like I talked about the seller's market. Um, it's it's got to be internal right now. And a lot of teams are dealing with that right now. Like if you need that pitching, you might be able to go get one or two arms in the trade 
area, but most of it's going to have to be internal. And I know for the Padres, a lot of our kids are young starters, so we don't have a ton of bullpen um, depth uh, in the in the I guess alternate roster. But anything else for the Angels? Nothing until we talk schedules. Perfect. Uh, for the Padres, obviously, it is a different story. And while it's debatable whether or not they are the hottest team in baseball. Um, there is no doubt that they have won seven in a row, and the entire state of Texas now bows to the San Diego Padres as four from the Rangers and three from the Astros. You are welcome, America. Um, and the Padres are off and running. They are 18 and 12. Um, they've, they've got off to similar starts like this in terms of um, being – above 500 or, you know, even, you know, a couple games above five. But in terms of where we are in the season percentage-wise, which is essentially 50% now, um, definitely the best record they've had at the – essentially what would have been the 81-game mark. This would have been, you know, a, a different situation at 81 games. Um, so for the Padres, the good news is they said – they make history this week, obviously, and – now San Diego is now Slam Diego. Four straight days with a Grand Slam. Every single game against the Texas Rangers, there was a Grand Slam, including game three of the series, which was a walk-off Grand Slam um, against the Rangers, who got pretty much all of this karma um, because of what happened on Monday. Um, believe me, if you don't know what's going on, or if you don't, if you don't remember, oh no, I guess if you don't, um, you haven't heard what happened, you must have been living under a rock because Fernando Tatis Jr. hit a 3-0 fastball out in a seven-run game and made some people mad. Um, and the baseball gods have uh, dropped the Rangers to a seven-game losing streak and the Padres on a seven-game winning streak as the baseball gods, uh, you know, kind of give their little bit of uh, penance there as the Padres also, like I said, set the record four straight games, the home run and just to kind of double down on it, Saturday night, they hit another Grand Slam. Five out of six games with a Grand Slam. The best part about it, five, oh, all five of them, five different players. So Padres obviously having a historic week in terms of the bats. But I think more importantly, obviously, a, a clean sweep for the week. I don't quite remember what I gave uh, uh, expected last week, but I did not expect anything near this. I didn't expect us to win the Astros series. I kind of expected the Rangers to possibly win three out of four. Um, I thought maybe we could possibly win three out of four. A split was most likely. That hasn't happened. The Padres pitching staff has taken some bumps this week um, with Pomerantz and Kirby Yates um, question marks and just the overall question marks of the guys that are healthy in that bullpen. Whenever you have to bring Luis Perdomo in a game, it's a scary situation. But the Padres bats have carried this team. And not only that, they've been a resilient bunch. They're not just blowing everybody out. Uh, they go down 3 nothing in the first inning. Excuse me, to Zach Grinke. In the fourth inning, they finally get to him. And, you know, the just Zach Greinke being Zach Greinke um, gives up a couple runs and decides to call the ground crew out to fix the mound. Okay? It, it was unbelievable. It was ridiculous. They even asked him, like, what do you want? And he's like, I don't know. Just, you know, throw some dirt on it. And there's a picture of the ground crew 
fixing this mound and, and Zach Grinke just sitting down, just watching right behind. Like, no class. Zach Grinke is the biggest a-hole in baseball. And you know what? I don't want to hear – I know he has um, a social anxiety disorder and all that. That's fine. You don't have to be Mr. Congeniality. You can, you know, have – you know, you really have, while these guys are right there fixing all this, you really have to sit down, just lounge, and just watch them do all this work. Like, maybe go, go stand in the dugout or, 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 or go take a walk or something like that. And just no class. Um, Zach Grinke, I go back to Carlos Quinton breaking um, his collarbone over you uh, in a game the first time he ever pitched against the Padres. I hope Grinke, in his personal life, you know, and family and all that stuff, whatever. Best of luck to you. But professionally, I wish this guy nothing but the worst. He is just a complete asshole. And baseball has enough assholes in this game. They don't need one more like Zach Grinke. Uh, I have one word for you. What's that? Astros. Oh, well, and that is, that is the, obviously, you know, I have tunnel vision right now, just barreling in on, on Zach Grinke. But you're right. He, he fits in with that team. I mean, we don't even have to go in terms of uh, the cheating scandal. Let's just look at the uh, Roberto Osuna uh, signing, a, a guy who is a woman beater. And the Astros go out, sign this guy, win it, and then celebrate the fact that he, Roberto Osuna is a big deal um, in front of two female beat reporters who, did, who had the audacity to write an article that, hey, you know what? Maybe it's not right to bring in Roberto Osuna right now. Um, the Astros are a classless organization that I think it's fitting that they were banging on trash cans because I believe that's their home. That's where they belong. In the trash can, in the dumpster, set it on fire. Um, the Astros are trash. Um, and thank you. I thank you very much. I was so tunnel visioned on Zach Grinke and, and I forgot about the bigger picture, which is, of course the Astros, um, and they're cheating and really um, proud of the San Diego Padres, not just for baseball. You know, obviously everyone's, everyone's pretty much jumping on the slam Diego bandwagon and that's fine. It's all good. There's plenty of room. You guys will be gone in a couple weeks anyway, but for me, it's just nice to see this Padre team playing really good baseball and putting themselves in a situation where, Fangraphs gives them, I know, I think it was Friday or Saturday, an 88% chance to make the playoffs. Folks, that is, that is incredible. As a Padre fan, I, I can't remember the last time we were in that situation. So Padres are on uh, a good one. And now, unfortunately, it is time for us to kind of recap the week that was for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And what a week it was. They're absolutely on fire. Um, I believe they went 6-1. and one. Um, They did falter once, I believe, against the Mariners. Um, but Cody Bellinger, Corey Seager, Mookie Betts, Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw, all are just absolutely on a tear right now. Mookie Betts just refuses to hit, like, and I don't say solo home runs. I mean, like, solo home runs in a game. Like, he, he just hits multiple home runs left and right. Uh, what are your thoughts on what we've seen from the Dodgers? Obviously, I kind of said, look, best team in baseball. That's what we're seeing so far. Look, they had seven home runs in today's game. I think that says something. This is only the second multi-home run game for Betts this season. I'm sure there's going to be more. 
Um, but obviously Bellinger hit his walk-off home run yesterday. But Kershaw and Bueller, like, come on. You've got two, like, the best pitchers in baseball right now. And you guys have not lost a season. I mean, or a series, sorry, my bad. Um, but obviously today, they don't play tomorrow, which obviously is a significant date in Los Angeles. But obviously, because tomorrow's date is 824. Today, which would have been Kobe Bryant's 42nd birthday, they honored him with a pregame ceremony. And I know a lot of people were like, please air it. <laughs> like, please put it on TV. I mean, I think if they had, if they were playing tomorrow instead of having a day off, they probably would have done some more things. And I know, like, it's Nike is calling it Kobe Bryant Wink. Orange County is making it Kobe Bryant Day. Look, I know that the Lakers are doing something tomorrow, uh, speaking of LA, but he is a significant portion of Los Angeles. And I think it's a really, it's really good to see that, like, they are doing pregame ceremonies for him on what would have been his birthday would have been much better also if they were playing on like the two numbers that he played with, with, but obviously Dodgers are on fire right now. Going back to your Padres for a second. I saw something on Twitter where it had this Padres logo inside the state of Texas. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it literally the, the, the last, we, we played the only um, Texas teams and beat them all seven times and believe me as um somebody who you know has friends that are from texas it's texas and everything else like texas is the greatest thing ever and it's just nice to you know literally just put a little stamp on the whole state of texas that hey you know what uh for at least one week literally um we are your padre so you know that's all there is to that one um but I, uh, when it does come to the Dodgers, um, I, look, I have my thoughts on the team. I don't like them, obviously. Rivals. Uh, classy, classy move today. Obviously, um, it's his birthday. Would have been nice, you know, to play on 824. They don't really have control over that. Um, who knows? You know, maybe something. We'll see. But um, I, I really did enjoy to see, uh, enjoy seeing, I think they had jerseys, the pregame jerseys on, and I know they had eight, or they had G Gigi's number two, and I think 24 behind the mound, or one of Kobe's numbers, um, which was awesome. And obviously, I mean, I, it feels like five years ago. I mean, honestly, it feels like five years ago since Kobe's passing. Uh, obviously, so much has happened since then um and i i don't quite remember a athlete's death ever affecting everything i mean i'm talking everything uh, more than kobe's passing um obviously it's a very very sad story but the dodgers doing the right thing um and uh and honoring kobe i just wish it was in a losing cause but we're not that lucky on that situation um Let's look ahead to what um, the Angels have on tap for the week and uh, what are your expectations for the Halos? Before I go into that, I forgot to mention that MLB did announce who the Little League World Series Classic teams were going to be uh, next year, and it will be the Angels and the Indians, which should be an interesting series, and hopefully it gets to, we, that game gets to be played because I know all those Little Leaguers were very upset this year. But going on to the schedule, 
They have a four-game series against the Astros Monday through Thursday. I don't know how I feel about this series. I really want them to beat the Astros, but they're in Houston. So I think they're going to have an issue. But I'm expecting them to at least win one. I don't think they're going to win the series. They may split, but they're definitely not going to win three games against the Astros. And then they have a four-game series against the Mariners starting Friday, which does end on Monday, the 31st. And obviously I'll talk about that again next week. But they do play them Friday through Sunday. I expect them to kick butt against the Mariners. I know the Mariners are like right above them in standings, and I know they want to move up. And they have done well against the Mariners. Obviously, the first home run back for Trout was against the Mariners, and I think he's going to do really well. I think he wants to get his dad power back <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Not done well this week. Yeah, he got off to that really, really fast start after coming back. And, um, I mean, it's hard. You know, you, you hit, what, five home runs in six days, and then all of a sudden you go a week with only hitting one, and which is still really good. And it's like, wow, oh, what's wrong? Come on. You know, you can't do that every – every step of the way but of course it is Mike Trout so everyone kind of expects that um for the Padres um they're kind of uh this the the Angels softener uppers hopefully um they just softened up the Astros for the Angels hopefully or they might have got a mad we'll find out but they did their part they took three and then um they will they will play three against the Mariners um before the Mariners head to for that weekend series that Brianna just alluded to um, and then a four-game series in Colorado that will culminate on Monday. So uh, similar in my situation, we'll also still be talking about that next week as well. Um, for me, look, I really I, – the Mariners got to win that series. I would I, – because they've won seven in a row, I'm not going to go as far as to say a sweep. I don't think they get to ten in a row. Um, if they had lost one game against the Astros, then maybe I could say, okay, yeah, they'll sweep the, the Mariners. I just don't see the Padres getting to 10 in a row, but I, they win two out of three, I believe, there. I think elevation, a bullpen with question marks in Colorado, excuse me, a team for Colorado that it's, it's really important that they need to stay within striking distance of the Padres. They're probably already out of the striking distance for the Dodgers, but stay striking distance for the Padres – because that second place is an automatic berth into the playoffs. So that's kind of their goal, I believe, right now. Um, I think the Padres split with the Rockies. Um, but, yes, I, I could see them easily winning three out of four. Maybe not easily. I could see them winning three out of four. Um, look, if, if the Padres are continuing on this little run and continue to keep winning, great. But eventually, you know, it's, they're, eventually they're going to lose. Um, but it is Seattle and Colorado. Like I said, I think maybe first game against Seattle, Chris Paddock comes out maybe a little too fired up, uh, maybe drop something, and then the Padres get rolling again. Um, two out of three from the Seattle, I'd say, and then split. So what is that, four and three for the week? Well, four or three and three, however, you know, because we do loop into Monday, however you want to look at it. But Padres win the series against the Mariners, split with the Rockies and uh, I do realize I forgot to kind of go over the Padres trade um, situation they're they're buyers in this situation and it's very very obvious um, they didn't need to bring a shopping list they don't need to you know call the loved one at home to figure out to check on this in the refrigerator they need relief pitching period if they can get a starter amazing 
Um, but relief pitching is the number one uh, priority. Obviously, with Drew Pomerantz going down, um, what is considered, you know, precaution. He was going to be day-to-day, but they're just going to give him 10 days to sit down. Um, Kirby Yates with bone chips. I don't really expect to see him back, at least in the regular season. Bone chips are not something you want to deal with. So the pitching staff has to be, or at least the bullpen has to be it. Trevor Rosenthal is obviously the top uh, name when it comes to relievers. I would like to see that. Um, I think it would be a uh, a nice bump in that area. However, whoever gets Trevor Rosenthal is going to have to overpay. I can guarantee you that. Um, No matter what Trevor Rosenthal does in the month of whatever team he ends up on, that team's going to have to overpay. Uh, The Kansas City Royals are going to look around and pretty much open things up. Uh, and they could try and bring in a lot of prospects. This could be a seller's market uh, and really change a lot of things. And um, maybe even, you know, like you said, the, the, the Trevor Bauer situation. I don't, I, don't, I don't think they should, but in a situation where you can get all these prospects, who knows? I, I really do worry a little bit. I don't think the Padres would trade Mackenzie Gore, but that would be an absolute disaster if they overpay and uh, get stuck in throwing a guy like Mackenzie Gore just to bring in a, a reliever or a starter for a month. But um, the bats are fine. Um, I'd love, honestly, look, I'd love for Hunter Pence to come play left field because jerks and profile. Look, man, you don't move a, sec- a second baseman to left field and go, wow, he can't hit the cutoff, man. Yeah, because he plays second base. You don't have a big arm. Why you put him in the outfield? I just don't think he's an outfielder. Be really nice to get, but you're not going to uh, pay a lot to get Hunter Pence. Um, so that's the only thing in terms of position players I could see is an upgrade in left field. If in fact, Jerks and Profar is that guy, um, but definitely we need relief help. Um, but let's move on to the week ahead for the Dodgers. Do you have the schedule in front of you? I do. Perfect. What and they do have, have a generally top? easy week, generally because they have the Giants again. Yep. Uh, so they have a three-game series starting Tuesday against the Giants at San, in San Francisco. Let's just say they're not home at all this week. So hopefully that makes a difference. But then Friday through Sunday, they have a three-game series against the Rangers. Yeah. Like I said, generally easy week. I do think that they will, like, split or only – or they can't split. Never mind. But um, I think the Dodgers will win two of three against the Giants. I know Giants want payback, but I don't think it's going to happen. The Rangers, I expect them to sweep. I'm sorry, Texas, your week's going to get worse. I, I don't expect you guys to win this one. At least you got a chance with, Houston, with at the Astros, which I really hope you don't, but because they're playing my team. But, I mean, Texas has a chance at least to get some dignity, dignity back, even if it is with the cheating Astros. Um, but, I mean – that's all I've got. <laughs> yeah, for the – I mean, that schedule, you're right, generally easy, but you're right about the Giants. Um, we talked about it in the Major League Baseball podcast. It was one of the uh, series to watch in the early week because of all the teams that the Dodgers have played, the Giants have without a doubt played them the best or the toughest. Um, and I, I, I expect the Dodgers to win both series. I, I could see – it's hard for me, um, a team that's on a seven-game losing streak – which is kind of odd. You know, normally you're like, oh, they'll just keep losing. But for me, it's kind of like, no, eventually they're going to get one back. Um, I can obviously see the Dodgers sweeping. I, I, I like the Dodgers winning two out of three in both of these. Um, I would absolutely love 
for the Dodgers' first loss of a series to be against the Rangers. Just like a random, like the Rangers on a losing streak and then somehow, some way they take two out of three from the Dodgers. Highly, highly unlikely. Um, but that would be a nice little karmic situation um, that would make things better. But look, for the Dodgers in an unbiased way, looking ahead for them, it, right now it's a controlled pace. You know, it's just... For them, going out win series, and that's all they have to do. Obviously, the Padres, four games back, are lurking, um, but not anything to worry about at the moment for the Dodgers. Dodgers have to just continue to look at it and say, look, we're going to win series, and we'll be the best team in the National League. We'll be the one seed or whatever. Um, and then the World Series is going to have to go through them, whether it's in a bubble or – because, um, I mean, home team, even without, you know, fans, the home team has an advantage in baseball because they have last up. So that's really important to think about as well. Um, but for the Dodgers, Kershaw, Bueller, they keep that rolling. And then you can throw in, you know, a good outing from Urias. And even playing with house money with Kenley Jansen really, really lights out this year. It's been pretty, pretty insane how, how um, consistent he's been this year. Dodgers are looking up, unfortunately. Um, probably going to go four and two this week, probably five and one might even go six and oh, in all honesty, I, I it wouldn't put it past them to go six and oh um, for that. Any final words on any of the above topics for you, Brianna? Angels just need pitching. <laughs> they, they just need to get better. They have the hitting. Their pitching is what's given it away. Obviously today they, they were leading into the sixth inning and then they're, well, technically Bundy got, gave those two runs up, but like, dude, you guys need pitching. I get that. Just do not get rid of Fletcher, <laughs> please. Agreed. Yeah, that would be, that would be a very interesting and head scratcher uh, move that, um, look, you don't want to do that for your fans. Um, I understand the idea of it, I guess on it, but I don't think Fletcher is a free agent at the end of the year. He's still young. I don't think David Fletcher is going to ever get $25 million a year. I mean, I could be wrong, but he's kind of more of that guy who's going to, you know, be a, a 15, 10, $15 million a year guy. And even then the angels pay, they got, you know, they, they, they definitely have, you know, obviously money built up in other players, but um, you know, for me with the Padres, if you've been listening to the podcast pretty much from the beginning, um, all the podcasts, when you, with me, I am incredibly pessimistic. For me, knowing how good the Padres are doing, one of two things is going to happen. Um, we're either going to lose game seven to the Dodgers and I'm, it's just going to break me emotionally and I'm going to go off the deep end. Or, unfortunately, the season's going to get canceled through COVID. I just, I don't see a happy ending at the end of this year. And I know people are like, Brandon, your team just set a grand slam record. You're, you've just won seven in a row and you just swept the Astros. And all I'm over here like, well, eventually this is going to end badly, but it's, 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 it's what I'm expecting and what I'm ready for. But I am enjoying this. I'm enjoying um, watching a team that's a lot of fun. The bullpen has figured it out. They have moments, you know, here and there. But believe me, compared to some other teams, I'm okay where we are. Um, but I think at the end of the day for the Padres, and I think mainly for the Padres fans, it's just goose for a ball. Calm down. Have fun. Don't get me wrong, but don't talk about World Series at this point. 
there's you know we're gonna we're gonna have to deal with you know probably you know the Braves before we even get to the Dodgers or something like that. So bigger fish to fry, and we also still have a month to play. So I think a lot of people are jumping to a lot of conclusions, but feel good, feel um, happy that the Padres have won seven in a row. But don't buy the World Series hats just yet. So thank you all so much for listening. For Brianna Winter, my name is Brandon First, a.k.a. First Report, representing the ESBC Podcast Network. We are out of here. Thank you all again. Now, go wash your hands and don't hate. Have a great night. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it is free. It's a podcast that I use. And they really do a good job for us here at the GFSN betting and team report podcast that helps us make 70 to 80 percent of your bets now download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started my brothers All the best there is.